Hey, Joe. Welcome back to the 10th episode of the Brickhouse Podcast, Season 5. I am Mr. Joseph Brenning, sitting with three of my favorite people to talk music with, and people in general, Andrew Pissarro, Casey Wu, and Tom Esposito. How are you guys doing today? Things are good. I'm doing excellently. The Packers lost. I'm okay. Do you need a hug? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm on my way. Do you need a beer? I have one of those, actually. There we go. Oh, nice. I'm cold. I'll take a beer. All right. Though. On its way. We're about to get so much snow, allegedly. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, anywhere between 2 to 20 inches. Or maybe not at all. Zero to 20. Yeah, it's, it's quite the range. Talk about range. We've got that covered here on this podcast, which uh, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at BrickHousePod, at Andrew Passaro, at Ba-da-da-da-da, at Cheesy Quesadilla, at TSP92. And you can also call us on that hotline, 917-740-6429. But before we go any further, first, a word from our sponsor. Is someone yanking your chain? You're yanking my chain. Does your roommate leave the seat up? Why'd you leave the toilet seat up, son? Are you emotionally ready to be financially fucked by Ticketmaster? Fuck Ticketmaster! Wait no more. Call Bricklaw. The boys, that'll try their hardest. No promises. The Brickhouse Law Firm is not a real law firm. Uh, We actually can't do anything. In fact, we're just going to take your money and go buy records with it. Call the Brickhouse Hotline. 111-222-BRICKLAW. And we'll start this thing off like we always do. Top of the queue. What you guys listening to? I've been uh, throwing it back. I'm going to pull a throwback out of the hat today. The OG, Young Hove, Reasonable Doubt, very early Jay-Z, in my opinion, slept on, even by fans of his highlighted by Brooklyn's Finest, featuring the Notorious B.I.G. I think that's my one off there. Lots of classics. Dead Presidents. Just kidding. <laughs> I think that band's called the Dead Kennedys. The Dead Kennedys? Yeah, featured Kennedys. in the Tony Hawk Pro Skater video games. I was listening this week to a former artist who is no longer hosted on Spotify. I was actually cut off midstream. I was listening to Down by the River, and I queued up Harvest Moon, and it never played. And I in a van down by the river. It just said this track can no longer be played. So that was fun. Did it like audibly come on and say that we can't play this or did the music just like cut? It just cut to dead air. Damn, that's awkward. How far into the 10 minute long song of Down by the River did you I get? finished Down by the River and at least gave me that. And then I tried to cut into Harvest Moon and it just said no go. And then I refreshed his page and it had like no songs. Damn. So, other than him, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to Bleachers Live at Electric Lady. I missed this one last year, but fueled by their recent SNL appearance, gave it a listen. Actually, very good. So, highly recommend that. Anyone looking for a Springsteen S sound, but less Springsteen, but more New Jersey. Why would you want less Springsteen and more New Jersey? There's a lot of good things. Is that, that even happen. possible? There's a lot of good things that happen in Jersey, man. Are there? The Devils in the 90s. The Sopranos in the 90s to the early 2000s. What else? We still have really good... DJ Pauly D, man. He's from Rhode Island, though. Yeah, none of those guys are from Jersey. And, like, two of them. Yeah, majority of them are not from Jersey Shore. They just go down to New Jersey and destroy the state of New- the beaches in New Jersey. Don't we all? But, guys, T-shirt time. But it's T-shirt time. It's T-shirt time! I do love T-shirt time. I mean... Joe, I caught a T-shirt at the Knicks game last week. Yo! I joined the club. I know. Welcome. Wow, 50% of this podcast is caught a t-shirt at the next game. I actually got two. Oh, hell yeah. Wow, okay, that bumps I, us to 75%. I'll count that for two. It was like Randy Moss out there in the stands, and then the bozos in front of me couldn't hold on to it, so I just scooped that one real quick. Did you keep yeah. both? Of course. You Gabriel davis the shit out of them. There was too much time on the clock. 13 seconds. Andrew, what'd okay. you listen to? So I found a... I was going through the grocery store... And this song came on that I had sent to the group chat a couple weeks ago. And it's from Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs. And it also features Joey Badass and Action Bronson. And it's the Knicks remix, speaking of the Knicks, by Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs. And the fact that it has, like, one of my favorite producers, three of my favorite rappers right now. This is a whole, like, EP, LP, probably LP. Because there's Knicks remix, the instrumental, another two songs with Freddie, three songs with Freddie and Madlib, and he puts another instrumental on there. So it was sick. I mean, it's like a quick little 17, six song 
thing from 2014. That's how far back wow. Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs have been working together. This is really before like Action Bronson kind of popped off too. So the fact that they were on a track together is pretty sick. So yeah, that came up in one of my like for you playlists on Spotify. I was walking around the grocery store and I I'd, I'd like thumbed this up like a while ago and just forgot to talk about it on the pod, but sick remix, Dope Freddie versus awesome Action Bronson verse, awesome Joy Badass verse. So, highly recommend if any of those are your favorites, go check out that AP and it's Mad Lib, so you know he crushed it producing it and speaking of producers that we love that are crushing it complex name alchemist the best producer of 2021 so that's pretty cool um joe what you been listening wow to? i thought he was gonna throw it to you there joe on talking about great great producers i know you work on some <laughs> yes, beats same. but he did not did not throw it to you Burn! we do love joe shout out the new exit music that's also all the music on the plus money podcast not to shameless plug there but it's awesome what's up joe what have we been listening to speaking of best i listened to the 2021 currents playlist that just dropped find that on spotify it's the best music of 2021 in electronic and dance music and all of us put our heart and soul into this eight and a half hour playlist when i say all of us i mean me <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I told Joe to put that J to G song on that he played for me like 8 billion times in one sitting. That was already on there. Yeah. That was well, the first one on there. I made sure that you knew that I wanted you to put it on the playlist. Thank you. So, in addition yeah. to that, uh, I've been bumping the new Denzel Curry track, Walkin'. Uh, if you haven't seen the music video, it meshes, I'd say, Quentin Tarantino meets Boba Fett, like the new series. Really oh, cool. Oh, oh, okay. And the song is even better. I'm going out on a limb oh. saying this, but I'm going to say it's 920 on January 27th. Denzel Curry, at the end of the year, will be the number one rapper of the year. Oh, wow. He's dropping okay. an album. If you hear this single, you're going to say, shit, Denzel Curry has arrived. And I'm saying that knowing that Pusha T has a new album coming out. That's going to be dope. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs has a new album coming out. Joey Badass. Yay! Well, fuck, fuck Kanye West. But anyway, his shit's coming out this year, and there's Kendrick Allegedly. too. I'm yeah. saying his shit's gonna be better than Kendrick this year. Kendrick, I'm putting, I'm almost starting to put Kendrick on the level of Rihanna, where I'm not holding my breath anymore. Yeah, we've been saying that the last like three years. Yeah, I kind of shit up. It's a really good point. I did see that uh, Action Bronson and Earl Sweatshirt and The Alchemist are are getting together to do some. I think live. They're going on tour. I'm going to that tour. It's uh, coming through New York in mid-February, and they're also bringing... Oh, I was going to bring this up, too. They're bringing Boldy James on tour with them as well. I listened to his record from last year, a couple tracks from that. The Benny the Butcher track is very good. I didn't listen to that album last year, but I will say from what I heard of it the other day, I really loved it. And then it was on, again, one like playlist. I think I was just listening to radio off of a certain song, and then it brought up some old Lil Wayne's stuff and Lil Wayne's mixtape from before I think the Carter which which album came out our freshman year Carter 3 or Carter 4 Carter 3 oh of what college or high school yeah college was 4 of college college so he put out a mixtape right before that where he took the beat from Grove Street Party was it No Ceilings is the name of the mixtape I think uh let me look because he did a couple versions but they're all like uh beats from other rappers okay because he did Grove Party hang on sorry for the wait yes is that the album it was sorry for the wait but Grove Party or something along those lines by Lil Wayne which is it's a sick track and but it's like I was like gonna send it to you guys like very exciting being like you guys need to stop what you're doing right now and put this on and we need to throw a fucking party so we can play this and then I realized that it was like 10 years old and I was like uh, a little sad because I thought I like like discovered a banger and I did not discover a new banger I discovered an old banger so um anyways uh that's uh what, what, what were we talking about before I took this on this Oh, Boldy James. Yeah, his last record's dope. You guys should check it out. And Boldy James, Action Bronson, and The Alchemist, and Earl Sweatshirt are going on tour together, and I'm going to see them. So if you're going to that show in New York, say what's up. Did you hear about the Mighty Mighty Boston's? Yeah, I did. yeah. You sent it to me. You're supposed to say, yeah, I heard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I unfortunately did hear. They're breaking up, which I get. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they're still touring and doing stuff that they were big in the 90s and the ska They scene. formed in the 80s. Early 80s. I was shocked. They were the one ska band that I really didn't see live because I saw Real Big Fish. I saw Goldfinger. I saw Streetlight Manifesto. And 
I saw Suburban Legends and Big D in the Kids Table. Like, there's no other like real ska band besides Mighty Mighty Boston's. And I would still say it's like Real Big Fish and Mighty Mighty Boston's are the two biggest ones. So, Goldfinger, I would feel is still more punk, anyways, than ska, but a little bit of both. It is. I just know them from uh, that one song from Clueless that they play. <laughs> Where Did You Go, which is a good song. Yeah, that's the one. You also probably know the impression that I get, which uh, you, you probably just don't realize. No, time. yeah, I heard that's that one awesome. in your house a bunch of times. Like every party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that one also. I'm not sorry. You're welcome, actually, is what I should say. Good song to drink beer to. Did you guys see this uh, clip about Elvis Costello? Like shameful, like cringeworthy commercial from the 1970s? No. Nah. So apparently in the 70s, he did the music for this like lemonade commercial. <laughs> and like he's dressed in this like terrible like workout outfit playing bass, imitating Paul McCartney. <laughs> did Paul McCartney wear a workout outfit? Can I play this song for you guys? Please. Sure. Joe, you should duplicate this video for humanity. I think you I can, can do crush that, it. But I'm going to play the video for you guys. Can you share your screen? All right, oh, I'm a secret lemonade drinker. I'm not trying to give it up, but it's one of those nights. Always, always, always lemonade. I'm a secret lemonade drinker. Sounds great, doesn't it? It literally sounds like something that they made on Mad Men. The old guy, like the old like advertising agency, just reached out to a young, up and coming musician and was like, "Hey, we're gonna give you a ton of money if you make this really shitty song, like jingle." It's funny that you said Mad Men because the first thing that came to my mind when I heard that was a Halloween movie that was made in like the fifties of claymation people of a bunch of monsters, and it's called Mad Monster Party. That's for whatever reason that popped into my head as soon as I heard that jingle. I guess you could call it. It's mad. Either way, it's mad. In the British sense, not the Brooklyn sense. Would that mean crazy or would that mean... Brooklyn would be like, yo, that's mad cool, which means like very cool. But like mad in the British sense means like insanity, correct? Yes, lunacy. Okay, cool. Speaking of mad men in television, uh, Tom, I think it's time for me to take take my belt off and wrestle with you. But let's rumble. (laughs) Actually, Royal Rumble coming out this weekend, which is not happening for anyone who I don't care. My friends are going to watch and it'll be well after you listen to this podcast by the time it gets out. Oh, a little TV catch up. As I told you guys last week, I finished Hacks and I loved it this week. I watched Gilded Age on HBO and I secretly loved it, which I'm not telling everyone on the internet that I loved it. Book of Boba Fett, if you're not watching it, I don't understand what you're doing with your life. This week was great. It's been fantastic so far. And Ozark season four finally dropped. And I have a take because I really like Ozark. Has anyone else here watched Ozark besides me? I'm not done with season four, but... Okay. Plot for Ozark is Jason Bateman launders money nice. for the mob it's got a big time and it's it's not the mob it's a drug cartel so it's got big time kind of breaking bad vibes at times as well as just other narcos gangster related tv yeah narcos it's it's it interacts with like it if it it's perfectly in with the whole other universe or not like other universe but the other genre of the modern era gangster movies so or gangster tv shows and i actually think this show is as good if not maybe better than Breaking Bad, and I think it's hurting its own legacy because it drops as a season where I just watched all seven episodes starting on like Sunday after the football games to yesterday night. And they do this really cool thing at the beginning of every episode where there's like this little like circle that comes up and there's four quadrants and they have these little icons which are going to pop up in every single episode and it's very detailed and it's something that you can actually like read into and everything. For Succession, when that came out every Sunday, I was listening to podcasts, I was reading theories, people were posting pictures, and there was a lot of stuff to read into and I actually think Ozark could be one of the best dramas in the last decade and it's honestly hurting itself by just releasing the entire season at one go and not coming out like Sundays at eight o'clock or insert day here. Even if they just broke it up or like, Hey, we're going to release episodes Sundays and Wednesdays, or we're just going to give you an episode twice a week. Even if they did that, giving us a little bit of time, because there's this very awkward time where it's like, like even Tom said, and I said, we're watching Ozark. And it's like, you don't have that moment where both of you have watched the same amount of the television and you get to have that sick conversation like we had with Succession, like we had with Game of Thrones, like we had with Breaking Bad. I think by dropping everything at one time, it's actually hurting the overall legacy of the show because we're 
we're really only doing it at the end of the season, not every like 45 minutes of action like we would with any of those other shows. I think for certain shows, I've officially hit the point where I don't want to binge them. I'm going to do it because I have no self-control, but I think it's hurt. Like, even if I just got a new episode every single day of the week, I think that would be better because it would give me some time that like I can safely throw out a tweet. Hey, what did you guys think about this? And you can go look up stuff without getting without spoilers. I don't know. I, I think they're gonna they're doing their final season in two parts. They just released part one. I honestly think they should release part two weekly episodes. And I think it would end have it go out on a on a better note is at least my take. Yeah, I agree with that to a, a certain degree. I think we just finished here Station Eleven, and that was released weekly, and it was something really good on HBO Max. First of all, if you have it, watch it. Power through the first episode. It's a pandemic. We all gotten through it, but power through very good. But to that point, I agree. I think when you drop all those episodes at one time, you're almost mis- missing out on this like cultural relevance. Because you don't have people talking about it in the week leading up to the next episode, like you might have with the Game of Thrones. I didn't have HBO and The Sopranos came out, but I know people talked about it. Being in New Jersey, it was literally in the newspaper on the Star Ledger. So it was like one of those things where you had this cultural relevance, people were talking about it and getting excited. But now when Ozark drops last Friday night or whenever it was, it was like, well, I guess we'll just talk about it when... Where end I'm, you know, you're missing out on the Twitter discussions, the Reddit threads. I think for not for dramas necessarily, but for comedies, I think it works well to just drop a season at one time and you just breeze through it. It's not like you're spoiling anything. But like I agree with you on that. For dramas like Ozark, especially ones like this, I mean, you want to be like, holy shit, did you see the first episode of season four? And you're like, I crushed it i'm like okay don't i don't want to talk about it like don't spoil anything don't talk about to me about it and then by the time i'm ready to talk about it andrew will be another show or two done probably yeah and that's, and i think that's another thing too i went back to like watch the show and half of the first episode it's like damn i really haven't watched this since that like two weeks where i watched the other season a year plus ago and i it's like picking up a series of a book from the library once a year reading it in a week and then being done with it and it's like it's tough because i have no self-control when it comes to watching television like i'll i'll throw shit on my phone while i'm cooking i'll throw stuff on my phone while i'm like folding laundry like the tv is always on for me or a podcast is always on i always have something on i wish we like i had things set up differently where because i do really like a podcast that reacts like a tv show I, i i actually think it'd be funny if we picked a tv show on this podcast that's like crazy old and we decided hey we're gonna review this episode a season of the an episode of this for an entire season of the podcast and we kept up with that i think that'd be cool i love that idea <laughs> definitely down i'm nominating entourage oh, just because entourage I, we, is like the one show that i've seen every episode of so i think it'd be cool for us to uh, entourage put me on to so much music i think it's the greatest television soundtrack show in television history like it put me on like i found gangstar through through entourage i found a bunch of even like classic rock songs there's a classic rock song we'll talk about later in the show that i specifically remember it when it came on in entourage that's when kanye debuted good life it came on at the end of that episode so i wouldn't like the cool thing about us reviewing entourage is we wouldn't necessarily review what happened we'd review the songs they chose and when they chose them and i think that'd be a cool angle but if you think that there's a cool TV show for us to review an episode of on, on an episode, hit us on Instagram. Hit that hotline. 917-740-6429. May I add one thing to your uh, Rassel debate? Yes. Perhaps they release an entire, let's say, eight-episode season at once for, like, strictly, like, business means, business standpoint. Like, think of it from, like, a psychological sense. Like, you got a person watching this rush of information and emotions eight hours they're binging it and they're just left you know fuming with all kinds of endorphins in their head and they're like shit that was awesome i need to find something else that will fix that kind of you know endorphin trigger i just had watching this amazing show so they're they're still looking and the next day they're looking for another eight hours to watch so opposed to like you know a person coming back once a week for an hour-long show that sounds like crackhead behavior joe yeah yeah, that literally sounds like uh, a drug dealer. I mean, that's how, that's how, like, Instagram works, isn't it? Like, we're on our mm. phones fucking eight hours a day, aren't we? Yeah, I'm not on my phone. Exactly. I'm a healthy amount. It's got a point. 
He's got a point. Uh, all I know is that I've been I've been avoiding Boba Fett at all costs because I'm trying to watch that motherfucker in one shot. So, <laughs> so so there's the opposite of our point. Casey's like I just want to binge the whole thing, but I don't watch TV I'm like sure that. Whatever. See what Andrew was saying with the cultural significance and like going to work and talking, say hey, did you see that episode last night? Like I I get that, but I don't watch enough TV for that. I never did. Entourage so you're saying you have self control with your crack addiction is what you're saying. Uh no, I actually I I I abstain so much so, like to the point where like I know that once I start consuming, that it's got to be all at once. It's just I mean that's all I know is that you got to do fun things when episodes aired once a week. Like oh my work had a Game of Thrones death pool every season. Yeah, yeah. see like, like that's this fun is stuff. fun. These are like fun things you could do that are like you miss out. Yeah. And I think the big thing is like I listen to another podcast that's not this shocking, I know, and it's not even the Plus Money podcast. It's I listen to a podcast that I got into because they reacted to Game of Thrones and they did a like on Monday morning, the group of them got together, watched the episode again, and then reacted to it on an hour-long podcast. And it, that obviously Game of Thrones ended and they have found more TV shows to get into. And I've actually picked up a couple TV shows through this podcast. Like I watched The Great, which just had their second season on Hulu, which is about Catherine the Great in Russia. And it's like a sarcastic, some of this happened, some of this didn't happen, portrayal of her, her the beginning of her reign in Russia. I loved the two seasons of it. So... I, I don't know. I I feel like I've I've beaten this dead horse. I think that I think they're again. Tom said it perfectly. Nick Kroll's show that's on Netflix, Big Mouth, jumped the whole season on me. Let me watch that over the course of a weekend, and I'll come back to it multiple times. I think that there's other shows that deserve that, if not once a week. Like I'd be I'd be very happy if they decided to release Ozark on Sunday and Wednesdays, and you could watch it. And that way we could like have a couple days to react to it individual episodes. Absolutely. It's like Jason Bateman directs it. Robin Wright, the actress, directed multiple episodes of this season. Like the they bring they, it's not even that the there's the best actors on this, but the sh- the production quality of this is one of the best shows in television, and I generally think it's going to go down without having its like moment in the sun. And that's my that's my take. It's the new generation, though. That's streaming life. Yeah, I just think there's a way for a streaming. So, like, look what Disney Plus does, where they drop everything on Wednesdays or they drop everything on Fridays. Like, there's a way where you can do both. And The Mandalorian used to drop Friday mornings or or Thursday night at 3 a.m. Eastern, and that's what the same thing happened with Loki, and the same thing happened with the Captain. Uh, with See, the like Mandalorian. TV show. When Mandalorian came out, I watched it every week, but that was like the height of COVID too. So like you kind of had no choice. Yeah. It also depends too how much you love the show. Like that too. If like can you wait? Because for Boba Fett, I'll be honest with you, uh Wednesday morning comes and the first thing I do when I get up is I'm watching Boba Fett. That's why and I'll watch it in the morning and I will legitimately watch it another time before the next episode comes out. But I think that's just because it's one of the better shows that's coming out weekly, and it's something that I'm like anxiously looking forward to every week. That's what makes it fun. I feel like it's just like a new art form, and we kind of just sound like old men arguing about it. Like, think about people liking albums, and maybe the younger generation just likes listening to a song on Spotify. Like, we like, let's say, going to the movies and watching a show every week, whereas the younger generation likes watching eight hours of a fucking TV show at one time. And maybe, like, they're perfecting it now. Maybe in, like, a few years you're going to get, let's say, the Breaking Bad of Netflix series or whatever, you know, uh, a straight season, you know, out at once. Yeah, I don't think you could really say we've had... I mean, I obviously I haven't watched it. Andrew is vouching for the show already in the ranks of all time, but... In, I don't know if one show necessarily stands out amongst any streaming platform that you could say is like, this is the first all-time show like exclusively that's on streaming. Exactly. It's like a new frontier. 
You know what I think would have been it if he didn't get canceled? The first, like, three seasons of House of Cards, people oh, yeah. were, like, consuming, like, fucking cocaine. That's true. That is true. People did love like, that Like, people shit. were legitimately, I'm not going out this weekend. House of Cards came out. I have to watch the whole thing. And everything changed when Kevin Spacey, everything came out about him. And they literally had to write him off the show. Fuck But, yeah. And there's probably a couple other ones that I, like, we've forgotten about that, you know, Netflix has been doing digital streaming since we were freshmen in college. It's been 10 years. Yeah, but none of them stand out to the level of a Game of Thrones or a Sopranos or even Entourage. They're, I feel like they're starting. They're, like, etching their way up the, the I ladder. guess you could say um, Black Mirror. I don't think that was a Netflix originally. No, it didn't start on Netflix, but they, it ended up getting picked up. Stranger Things, Narcos, Squid Games. Yeah. Orange is the New Black. That's, okay, yeah, that was yeah. big. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so maybe there's more than I can remember. I don't watch. TV. I think it's almost there's just so many options to choose from that it's hard to have one of them stand out. Where like a platform like HBO or something on cable is just like, this is the show. Yeah. Some transcend I, though, like Orange is the New Black transcend. I also think some of them, like Narcos, like the first two seasons were fucking amazing, and then after that it kind of was okay. And then they did Mexico, which wasn't that great. Like I didn't even finish the last season the new most recent season of narcos of narcos mexico and i have been like that first season had me hooked oh well yeah once pablo died that was it yeah it kind of yeah is it time is it time for time with tom time with tom tom's time time with tom hi that's me i'm tom and this is your time with me tom in time with tom Today, in Time with Tom, I'm Tom, we're talking about, is old music killing new music? Joe sent over this wonderful article from The Atlantic, um, asking the question, is old music killing new music? Old music songs, according to them, old songs, in quotes, now represent 70% of the U.S. music market. Even worse, the new music market is actually shrinking. So the question comes about here. What is happening to music of today and artists of today? Well, obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you'd think it's all well and dandy. Um, and I... Is that not a phrase we're using anymore? I well and dandy? Like, that'll do. I'll Make, it's it. coming back. Coming back. Cool. Well, I disagree. I think that new music is very much alive and well, but not showing up in markets the way that the Atlantic here is viewing this whole thing. So looking at this here, it says that um, 200 most popular new tracks now regularly account for less than 5% of music streams across all platforms. And then looking at various statistics, they talk about the Grammys going downhill in viewership. Feel free to bleep me, or you can leave that one in because it's derogatory towards the Grammys and them suffering. Talking about the how many music catalogs have been sold in the last few years springsteen dylan the beach boys all of this right so the question obviously gets asked what's happening with new music um if you ask me it's simple it's just there's so many options nowadays all right back in the 60s the 50s the 70s whatever decade you want to pick it all went through about three or four record labels and they had the final say if it was good or bad and if it was bad, you never got it published. If it was good to their standards, sure, it gets published. Think about it. I mean, and as far as I'm concerned, we had some great people come out of those eras, but at the same time, I'm sure they missed even more fantastic artists that we've never truly heard. So while they say today that the music, the new music industry is dead and not accounting for streaming, I think it's almost just a vastness that doesn't add up. I mean, how many people listening to what you said earlier that, Joey Badass single from a few years ago or whatever it might have been. Like, obviously, Bob Dylan's got more streams than that, but it's, it's one of those things where the vastness of music today, there's too many options. You're not going to have the same amount of people choosing all the same songs like you would in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, just like with streaming as we were just debating. That's what my opinion is as far as I'm concerned. There's too many options. All of those options and the vastness, those numbers are never going to get as high or as peak as someone like a Neil Young or a Springsteen or Tina Turner. But that's okay. And I don't think that that means music's dying. I think it just means that 
We're allowing it to grow to a level that people have never had access to share their craft. But Joe, I'm going to let you cut in here. But that's the thing. I'd say nowadays you, and for the last, let's say 20 years, you have artists that are comparable to, let's say, Neil Young, let's say Joan Jett, let's say Janis Joplin, maybe not Jimi Hendrix, but you have artists with substance that put out good music that isn't recognized in, let's say, pop radio, even just radio in general. Today, like you're saying? At a, yes, for the past 20, 25 years. At a certain point, I'd say in the 70s, the record labels st- stopped putting out like music of substance in like hordes. Like You look at the 50s, 60s, 70, like parts of 70s, they put out shit with substance. I bet you you could look at the top 100 songs from 1966, and you would know half of them. 1986? You could probably name two, maybe. Like, I, I'm look, do your homework. Yeah, I'm just telling you. I'll say this too. I mean, and this comes from a little bit of professional radio background and just some people I've known from the news, music industry. The record labels ruined the radio. Yep. Between Paola and DJ or like company, like record companies schmoozing to get a certain record played over another record whether it's actually payola or oh i'll get you invited to this party with a wink wink nod nod you'll play my song i would have pursued just as hard going into music radio as sports doesn't exist Had i well no it does not in the way we think exactly that's what i was going to say you're a dj on a music channel, you get handed a binder at the beginning of the month that says, here's every single song you're going to play for the next month, and it's time-stamped. They talk about that on uh, Hot 97 all the time in the mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Like, Ebro talks shit. He's like, I- I'm really not trying to hear this Drake song again. And he's like, well, sorry. <laughs> but they know that if they play that Drake song four times over two hours the people who are just looking for the hits are going to tune into the station. And it makes me want to shoot my brains out. Exactly. It but makes, it makes them that money. money off the dumb consumer, not those of us who have taste and who, for the lack of a better term, aren't cheap. It's not even taste. So, like I don't want to listen to the same fucking Drake song every single day four times in an hour for a fucking entire week. It's it's ridiculous. It's insanity. Yeah, yeah. My, my girlfriend's... Uh, Alarm clock wakes up to the radio, and there are some songs, man, from the last two years that are just burned into my head every morning, two, three times. Bro, Roddy Rich, The Box, I'll never listen to that fucking song. And I love that when it came out. Not anymore. Yeah, nope. every time. <laughs> but I mean, they say that the average person like listens to the radio for like fifteen minutes a day, so they know that if they're that they're gonna get you for fifteen minutes. They got to play the five most, songs. Yeah, they got to hit you with one of the most popular tracks in that fifteen minutes. That's why this digital era of like Spotify, Apple Music, us being able to curate to our own self is different. But also, it's easier to go viral with a hit song now than it used to be before. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to sustain. I feel yes, like. definitely. Yeah, you don't have the long term staying power that like one hit wonders was a a whole, like, as much of it was like, oh, this is cool, they would do, like, one-hit wonder hour on the radio every Tuesday. And then for, like, or, like, Thursday. But, like, two for Tuesdays would be, like, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, The Beatles. Like, all these great bands, and they celebrated it. And now it's it's different, where it's like... I know exactly what station you're referring with, two for Tuesday. Q1043. Well, it's not, because I didn't grow up listening to that I station. Did. I grew up listening... I haven't listened to Radio New York since I moved here. Damn. So, but that's like a, a popular radio trope. Um, so different. it's just different. Yeah, um, different. Anyway, I think the moral of this is, new music is not killing old music. Old music's just getting played more because it's safer, and no one's accounting for all the different listening options you have today. Like, you think anyone's accounting for the guys in Times Square handing out their CDs? No. That's not getting recorded anywhere. But whatever. That's my two cents. Moral of the story, stop being a jabroni. Listen to the Brick House podcast. Amen. Yeah. So, Casey, I heard some uh, some crazy stuff happen on your corner the other day. Yeah, so I went to the deli. I got bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm standing on the corner. I look across the street. It's like, holy shit, it's Pauly D. It's DJ Pauly D. Pauly D. DJ Pauly D! Yeah, uh, no. Tom. Tom Barilla. Paulie D, you're the man, bro. 
I love you in Jersey Shore. Yeah. You're awesome. You're awesome. I gotta come see you in Vegas, bro. Yeah, come on over, man. Come on over. Keep raging. What do you do? How's Mike? How's Snooky, bro? Yeah, I gotta go here, man. Alright. Yo, it's good seeing you, Paulie. It's good seeing you, Paulie. Yeah, you too. Enjoy your bacon, egg, and cheese. Thanks, bro. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. I thought Paulie moved back he, uh, to, to Rhode Island. I don't know. His hair was looking uh, a little matted down compared to what it usually is. Wasn't as much product in there. Was it raging? Yeah. He, uh, he actually kind of seemed a little older looking. <laughs> Not quite as tan as usual either. A little thinner. Maybe hasn't been hitting the gym as much. The GTL, very light on the GTL. Damn. Was his laundry fresh, though? Uh, it was a little sweaty. Like, he just got out of a mosh pit. Uh, something wrong. Something going on mm. there. To wrap up today's show, we're going to do another top five. No draft this week. We'll probably be back with drafts next. This top five, though, Joe sent us something on Instagram. And it I don't remember who put it out. It might have been, was it Pigs and Planes or Complex? Or- no, I think it was the other one. Sleeping on Gems. Sleeping on Gems. Yeah, it was like, what is the best opening lyric in music? And they had a little, a couple slides for a couple ones. There, Push a Man. Push a Man, great song. The opening of of Outcast and UGK International Players Anthem. Anthem was on there. Had the Talking Heads once in a lifetime. Had Eric B and Rakim up there. Joe challenged us best song with the opening lyrics. So we all came up with a list of five. I have like a list of so many others that could. This is a very difficult list to make. I don't know if you guys struggled, but I. You know, it came this. a little easier than I thought it. I would. Thought it would be easy. That was pretty hard. I was just difficult. Like I have, I could have done top five rock and top five hip hop without a without a difficulty, and I probably could have done. Yeah, we're not covering that, Tom. Um, we're not a breaking news podcast. We, we broke Tom. football news. Um, we broke football news. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I always hated that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, Piece of shit. I don't know how they still play him on the radio for years. Like he's been uh, beating women for years. Fuck that guy. Uh, fuck you, Chris know. Brown. I, Leave that on here. Fuck you, Chris Brown. Fuck you, Chris Brown. Okay. So, yeah, I could have done a top five from rock, 90s hip-hop, and modern hip-hop without a shadow of a doubt. So, would anyone like to go first? Joe, you up? You want to go first? Hey. Oh. Let's go. Hey. Oh. Oh, my God. Avril let's Levine. Go. I love her. <laughs> yeah, classic. Ramones. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's perfect. You You know it's ready. To fucking go. We're, it's time. Let's fucking go. Number four. Is it time with Tom? It's time. No, that was earlier. It's, that's past time. <laughs> Number four. You ready? You ready? Yeah. All right. Wake up. Grab a rush and put it on the mail. I just got to find a little shake up. Well, you want to You want to do? Classic. Classic. Sir, this is a Chop Wendy's. Chop suey. Uh, system of a down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four, uh, fuck the police coming straight from the underground. Another nephew got it bad because I'm brown. Great song. That was the first one I thought of when you sent this to the group chat. Hell yeah. I'm going to spare you guys this one. Um, I was going to rap it, and then I tried rapping for about a half hour <laughs> to <laughs> practice, and I realized... Uh, were you naked in front of your mirror trying this? Like not this time. Uh, not this time. Di- like you should have been practicing in the shower and then come out and like been flexing and like trying to get a pump on. Honestly, honestly, a lot of times I come out of the shower before I put clothes on. I try and write some music because like you're like one with the the synthesizer, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, too much information. <laughs> you gotta stick your finger in the back socket to really be one with the synthesizer. <laughs> Why isn't the synthesizer turning on? Oh, that's not the outlet. <laughs> ah, shit. Literally. I just came out of the shower. I cleaned all that away. Oh my god. Wait, did I just miss the song and all that laughter? What? What was number three? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You never said the song. Number two. I'm. I'm just saying what it is. Number two. Visualizing the realism of life and actuality. Fuck who's the baddest of person. Status depends on the salary. And my mentality is money orientated. I'm destined to live the dream for all my peeps who never made it. Life's a bitch and then you die. That's like a whole verse. Yeah. It's the opening. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Fucking nah. In my man. opinion, that whole AZ verse is hands down one of the best verses in, in hip hop period. Yeah. It's incredible. I'll give you that. 
Yeah, I can say that because I tried practicing <laughs> rapping, it, and it's really fucking hard. Nas did the NY State of Mind, the first verse in one take. After the, after this podcast, I want you to try and rap that and see yourself trip over the L's. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm good. Right. I'm good no, not doing that. Don't. All right, number one. This one's for you, Tom. Tom, get your plane right on time. I know your part will go fine. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking about you. That is, yeah. It's really nice. What song is that? <laughs> it's Simon and Garfunkel. Go ahead, Tom. Oh! Little Boy in New York by Simon and Garfunkel. All right. I'm going to keep it right along here for number five. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Sound of silence. Oh, good one. Number four. Classic. Going to go, uh, oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Renegade sticks. <laughs> Number song. three, uh, there Good must be pull. some kind of way out of here, okay. said the Joker to the thief. Obviously, one. Hendrix all along the watchtower. Oh, hell yeah. Actually, 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 that is not a Jimi Hendrix original. That is a Bob Dylan lyric. Bob Dylan wrote all along the watchtower. Well, I was quoting the Hendrix version, but yes, thank you. Dylan does, convert, does deserve the credit on the writing of that one. Um, number two, I'd be damned if I didn't have Springsteen in this top five. Screen door slams Mary's dress waves like a vision she dances across the lawn. So there you go. And then my number one, I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. <laughs> Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Nice. Great song. I'll go next. The microphone explodes, shattering the mold. Either drop the hits like De La O or get the fuck off that commode. Rage Against the Machine, Bulls on Parade. Um, I'm going to go... DJ Pauly D? <laughs> if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. 99 problems, Jay-Z, which shout out the producer, Rick Rubin, told him to do that part acapella, and then they went and did the rest of the song or they like collaborated together to do it acapella and it incredible song next one i'll go my tried and true summertime and living zz bradley's on the microphone with ross mg summertime all right doing time by sublime what, what shirt are you wearing right now oh i thought it was sublime i can only see the top i was hoping that would be a sun no i bomb atomically socrates philosophies and hypotheses can't define how i be dropping these mockeries Ly- lyrically performing arm robbery flee with the lottery I had to have some Inspector Deck in there. Triumph by Wu-Tang Clan. Awesome, awesome first verse. And I actually mentioned this from Entourage earlier. I sleep all day, out all night. I know where you're going. I don't think that that's acting right. You don't think it's showing. Funk 49 by the James Gang, which is... Joe Walsh. That came on right before work today, after I'd conducted my list of other 30 songs that deserved credit for this. And that comes on at a perfect time in Entourage right after E breaks up with his girlfriend because she cheated on him and he returns the jewelry that he was going to buy for her, that he bought for her, and then gets the jewelry counter girl's phone number. So I would put Triumph, the Inspector Deck verse, also in the top verse of all time. Yes, I would agree with that. I would very much agree with that. Wow. Casey, you're up. All right. Number five, Come Sail Away, made famous by Eric Hartman, but originally <laughs> performed by Styx as well. Um, <laughs> number four. Um, this one was kind of a tie because I didn't want to put two Biggie songs in, but the first is um, It Was All a Dream, Juicy. And and then Who the Fuck Is This? Paging me at 546 in the morning. That's warning. Crack of dawn Both on Ready to Die, Joe's least favorite album of all time. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> you are my fire. The one. The one. <laughs> Joe's holding his head right now. I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. You can't deny it. I don't care what you say. Number two, great, At great Last reference. by Etta James. It is the first oh. two words of the song. It's the name of the song. It's the last two words of the song, and it is quite the song. Shout out to the OG. Hold on. Before you get here, I forgot which FIFA it was. That song's in it? But once the, like, once the EA Sports get in the game, start, like, finished, they would have the, 
the long symphony intro of at last and then you'd see the players like start playing each other and they're like you know dribbling by they're like doing the slide tackles and etta james at last is just going on in the background i've never seen a better open for an for a video game ever Fire. in my life than whatever fifa did that it was amazing it's a Love great song it. she's a great song she was a true og may she rest in peace and number one you know i had to do it to him Start spreading the news. New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. Ooh, nice. So good one. That's also, good one. honorable mention is Oi, featured in TNT by ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, just barely missed the list. <laughs> May I name a few of my honorable mentions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this one I wanted to put in the top five so bad, but... Technically, it's not the first lyric of the song. It's the first lyric of the first verse, but they're like doing their mumble moaning auto tune shit for like a minute. It starts out, man, if I just fuck this model and she just bleached my asshole, and if I get bleach on my t shirt, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. That was a great one. Yeah, that was yeah. so close. Uh, Joe, I'm kind of surprised you didn't say this, but microphone check one, two. What is this five foot assassin with the rough neck? He's oh! never had a gra- uh, cavity float like gravity bugging out. Had to be on there. Um, if you know, you know by Pusha T could have been up there with there, but also we could have done the top five Kanye ones, but. Bro, that shit. Um, I had a dream that I could have bought my way to heaven. When I woke up, I spent that on a necklace. The one on Donda has me fucking rolling every time I hear it. Uh, Which one? If I hit you with a W-I-D, you better oh, yeah. not hit me with no H-U-I. <laughs> better be like, hi, with a bunch of eyes, or hey, with yeah. a bunch of eyes. Um, he's, he's burnt. He's so burnt. Take the Money and Run by Steve Miller Band. Uh, this is the story of Billy Joe and Bobby Sue, two young lovers with nothing better to do. I had, okay, also on here, I'm just going to whip through a bunch that I had. Mad City, if Pyros and Crips all got along. Mm. Hypnotized by Biggie was up there for me. Hey, Hey, What Can I Do by Led Zeppelin. Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? I've Got a Woman, She Won't Be True. September. Do you remember? Do you remember? It's, it's the 21st night of September. Yeah. Fight for your right to party. And Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. The um, Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself, My Name is Hove from the big from the Jay-Z song. Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Stand up next to a mountain and I chop it down with the side of my hand. Great lyric to start with. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Yes. Watching the time roll away. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I had two quick ones here on my honorable mentions. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's not much left. And then um, the other one, it's Britney, bitch. Come on. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's very underrated. Great. Also, uh, Baby Blue by Action Bronson. Why, why you always on my on, all on my back? Why you got to do me like that? Why you got to act like a bitch? When I'm with you. This was so fun to come up with because there were a bunch that I really wanted to put on. Uh, also, Mathematics by Most Def. One for Charlie Hustle, two for Steady Rock. The whole fucking, that the whole first verse is one of hip-hop's best. All right, well, I feel like we did that top, we we, we crushed that top five collectively. That was I'd say work. we crushed this whole episode. Yeah, I would also work. say that we yeah, crushed that. that yeah. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope all the listeners agree. But if you didn't, call us at... Area code nine one seven, phone number seven two six five eight four three six. Not even close. <laughs> call us at Monmouth College Education. <laughs> oh, shout out my dad by the way, who said that we should have reached out to that girl to be like, "Hey, you called the wrong phone number, and none of us did." Um, also, uh, shout out my dad, adding all of us on LinkedIn. Finally. Oh my God, that he didn't made admit my well, you weekend. You don't have a LinkedIn. You don't have a LinkedIn, so. Um, actually he's getting a little too big for his britches because I texted him today. We got a text from a friend of mine that said, hell yeah. My only problem with brick house is that there isn't more of it. And, uh, I texted that to my dad cause he also said new people have been good too, but nothing better than when Mr. Pissarro was on, which I feel like you guys would yeah. disagree with. Sent that to my dad and I go tonight's topic, best opening lyrics in a song. I have voodoo child's light return and funk 49 ranked high. And he goes, you could have given me a warning. And I go, what? He goes, 
to think if I had any to offer. And I'm like, what am I supposed to send you the rundown now? <laughs> That's it. So yeah, so the, we need to humble him because he's uh, getting a little high on his. Uh, no way! I'm endorsing your dad on LinkedIn for podcasting, video game hosting, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> Slamming the occasional Bruce. Does he want to be our intern? Yeah. Does he want to manage our social media posts? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend Joe Pizarro for hosting Jeopardy? Absolutely. <laughs> Should we add him to our group chat? No. No, no, no. 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 Actually, we can't because he already has a group chat with me and Joe. Where he, That's right. We have a group chat. He hits us with great with topic ideas that we don't always meet immediately. <laughs> So, They're really oh my good. God. Mr. Like Pissarro, get me on this group chat. I will read your text immediately. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, from all of us here at the Brickhouse Podcast, hope everybody had a lot of fun listening and laughed and found some new music to check out. Until next week, hit us on that hotline. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BrickhousePod, at Andrew Pissarro, at Ba-da-da-da-da, at TSBO92, at Cheesy Quesadilla. And uh, have a great week, everybody. You too. Have a good week, everybody.